Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Do when Greg Amzinger is at the helm. Greg, of course, a native of St. Louis and a product of the Lindenwood University, the lead anchor at MLB Network. And I perked up when Greg came back with breaking news that it was the Baltimore Orioles that had acquired the 29-year-old-handed pitcher before the trade deadline. Greg joins us now on 101 ESPN. You had America going, baby. Uh, they, they were, um, people are sensitive, right? I mean, I was just trying to have a little fun. So we go to break. And I go, hey, man, give me, I need video of Shohei Otani. Um, and I'm going to say, hey, I act like they were talking in my ear. And I hold my IFP and I go, guys, we got to go to break. We have breaking news. Uh, the 29-year-old right-hander from Japan has been traded. We will let you know where he lands. And then we come back from break. And we have a huge breaking news animation. And I go, it has happened. And we've been wondering which team will get him. It is the Baltimore Orioles, America. The Baltimore Orioles have acquired him. We're showing video of Otani against young Shintaro Fujinami. And I go, the Orioles have landed. The 29-year-old right-hander from Japan, Shintaro Fujinami. And Anthony Rector goes, man, you are just rude. And I go, I paused. And I go, oh, oh my. I did did you think I was talking about Joey Otani? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that was rude. Cameron Mabin's like, man, that was rude. And I'm like, America. I look into the camera. Did, did you? I, I, I didn't mislead you. <laughs> I apologize if I did. Those were not my intentions. And Twitter blew up. I mean, man. Yeah. It was great. They were, they were really sensitive last night. And then a great game of Tic Tac Otani <laughs> of the nine teams. Who do you think will wind up with Shohei Otani? Yeah, it, it ended up being because I think uh, Tic Tac Toe, if you put all of life's questions into a Tic Tac Toe game, right? Yep. You know, in life, you're like, you're the pluses and, and negatives about any decision that you might go, like, should I move to Cleveland? So you write down all the pluses <laughs> and negatives. Let Gary Davis think of a positive <laughs> to moving to Cleveland. Or we'll be here a while. They get to play the Steelers in, in Ohio at one point. There you go. <laughs> Okay, so you know, these are major decisions, whatever it is. Like, should I break up with my boyfriend? You, you come up with the pluses and, 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 and negatives, and you put it into the grid of tic-tac-toe, and you end up getting three in a row. The first time you get three in a row, that is your answer. I've done this in my life with all my friends, and I think it's wildly fun. So I decided, you know, let, we don't know where Otani's going. Uh, MLB.com and The Athletic did power rankings of the top destinations. We really don't know. There are teams that want to be a rental, teams that actually want to try to trade for him and then you know, recruit him while he's there and then sign him. Who can sign him? So we decided, you know what, let me just put this into a formula that has answered all my questions in life. Tic-tac-toe, tic-tac-toe, <laughs> and, and, you know, you don't know what's going to work. Dan, Randy, you know this. You guys come up with all these segments in radio, and I, I come up with all these wild segments. And my goodness, people were loving Tic-tac-toe, So we will find out, uh, I think, tomorrow night we're doing 
Tic Tac O'Kenny in honor of Brian Kenny to decide who is actually the most handsome man on MLB Network. <laughs> that's must-watch TV. That, no, that's great must television. Watch. Brian Kenny believes he's the most handsome man on MLB Network, so we will figure that out through Tic Tac. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. Well, we are very excited right now, Greg, because everything is sunshine and lollipops. The Cardinals are doing great. Winners of five straight and eight of their last ten do you think the players are going to force John Mozeliak to change his approach to the trade deadline with this recent play, or is it too uh, little, too late? You know, I, I was, I was, I talk so much trash when I'm not on television. Even though I guess I do when I'm on, but when I'm talking about the Cardinals, I talk about, I talk a lot of trash to my friends, like as I'm walking around the office, and I'm like, hey, remember 2021? Cardinals won 17 in a row, and like, oh, come on, come on. I'm like, what time out? Time out. When you play golf, and you're like whoa, this is a really tricky shot. I'm a par five. I want to get on a two. I'm 231 yards away. Do I have that shot in my bag? And then you remember playing golf with Randy Carricker in 2021. And you're like, I actually hit a three wood on accident, 231 yards to the front of the green. You know that shot is in your bag. You haven't done it. <laughs> but am I pulling out the three wood or am I laying up with a pitching wedge? I know it's in my bag. So I'm going to go grab the three wood and see if I can wake up the ghost. And right now, I think the Cardinals have enough talent on their roster based on the schedule they have remaining to wake up the ghost. Do I think they can deter John Mozeliak of taking advantage of an opportunity. And that's what this is. Even when you're bad, it's an opportunity. The trade deadline is an opportunity to make your roster better for next year. And, and I, he's definitely not adding, but you could see a situation when I remember when the Yankees traded uh, Andrew Miller, uh, Aroldis Chapman, and they got better. They literally had a better record after the trade deadline, and Yankee fans were livid. It was the first time many of them have ever experienced being sellers at the deadline. But they ended up getting Glaber Torres, and they, they bolstered their roster. I think the Cardinals are going to sell. I think guys are going to get traded. I don't think they're going to add any major pieces. But don't be shocked if young guys get an opportunity and the core stays and remains, and they actually play, continue to play really well down the stretch. Greg, you have your untouchables, who I would name as Goldie, Arenado, Walker, but then there are two players that have been talked about potentially being traded, and that's Jordan Hicks and Nolan Gorman, who I think are untouchable as well because of their, their potential superstardom. What do you think about their future here for the Cardinals? I, I think I think you got to move Jordan Hicks. Uh, Jordan Hicks is a guy that you're going to get talent back in return for uh, his his ability uh, to just garner velocity and, and hold on to it. Uh, and it's easy, easy below. There are so many teams that want an arm like that. And I'm with you. I think I think Jordan Hicks has a really bright future in the sport. But you've given him a really uh, hefty opportunity in St. Louis to show what he can do on a regular basis. Uh, I think it changes scenery. Yes, he can find superstardom. And you might have egg on your face if you trade him away. But it's such a coveted thing, swing and miss velocity, uh, especially for teams that want to win the World Series. They're going to pay a hefty price for it. Uh, Nolan Gorman's a tricky one. Based on the guys that you're sort of committed to, he doesn't have a position. Now, if you hold on to him for one more year, Paul Goldsmith's got one year left after this one on his contract. You could dream on, on him being the first baseman of the Cardinals for years to come. He's still only 23 years old. I think trading him would really be a tough decision to make. I, I, I think 
He's a young guy that once you move him down in the order, he ends up hitting three home runs in two games. You move him up to the five hole like he did yesterday. It's another big game. At 23 years of age, a guy that doesn't play every single day, doesn't have a home defensively, and now because of Donovan's injury, has to play the field and he's not DHing. He's still on pace to hit over 30 home runs and driving over 100. So I, what is his ceiling? No one really knows. He, he could – I, I, I got to tell you, Jim Tomey said, man, he kind of reminds me of myself hmm. when I broke in with Cleveland early. I was a third baseman. They really didn't want me to be there. Uh, bounced me around, and Jim had power, but then really grew into his caveman body and hit a bunch of bombs. So I think that's Nolan Gorman's future. Nolan Gorman to the White Sox for Dylan Cease. Who says no? Oh, man. Dylan Cease has discussed an awful lot, and I get it. I don't know how you trade him away. I know his season, after his terrific uh, season last year, uh, has been disappointing. But like I said with Sandy Alcantara, Sandy Alcantara is the reason the Marlins won't make the playoffs. If the Marlins don't make the playoffs, the reigning Cy Young Award winner, who, if the season ended today, would have the highest ERA of any reigning Cy Young Award winner, is still the most coveted asset of his organization. You'll never never hear that again. A guy that's having a terrible year, who will be the reason his team doesn't make the playoffs, is still the number one asset of his team. He would get more talent if you traded him than anyone else on that, including Luis Rice. That is a fact. His contract is so uh, financially efficient that uh, so many people believe in Sandy Alcantara. I believe the same thing with Dylan Seats. His spin rate is down. His velo is a little bit down. But you got to believe it's not that far away from getting it back. And if you're the White Sox, you want to build around someone. I think Dylan Seats is your ace. Uh, you trade Lance Lynn, you trade Lucas Giolito, but I just cannot part ways with a talent like Dylan Seats. A Seats and Alcantara. That's the only way I'm moving a guy like Nolan Gorman. I need to get a control controllable, young, starting pitcher that's a stud. I, I completely agree with you because you know what you need if you're the Cardinals, and that is a a, a guy that's going to lead your rotation because we all dreamt years on Jack Flaherty being the ace, and at times he has been the ace of the Cardinals, but I think everyone knows that his time in St. Louis is coming to an end. So who's the next guy? When you don't have the next guy, I mean, there's talent in minor leagues, but you need to go find that guy if you're actually going to do what everyone assumes you're going to do, and that is keep the core together to try to make another run next year and win the Central. What do you think about the rumors of Dylan Carlson possibly being dealt? I know that I saw a report that the Yankees were interested in him. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, just unfortunately hasn't put it all together. And he's one of those guys you just kind of know. Like He almost has to grimace and look away and make the trade because it just feels like he's going to figure it out with someone else. Right? It just mm-hmm. feels like it's like Mickey Moniak, right? Mickey Moniak, number one overall pick, the Philadelphia Phillies, and struggled through the minor leagues. They still brought him up to the big leagues because they didn't want the egg on their face for drafting this kid one of one, and he can't hit. And then he gets to the big leagues, and he swings and misses and swings and misses, and you're like, oh, my goodness, we're going to have to move this guy. And eventually it looked like he was starting to come together. He got injured right before uh, uh, opening day yesterday. You trade him to the Angels, and now you're seeing the kid break out. He's hitting over 330. It looks like he's going to be a star. The Angels love what they have. That could be Dylan Carlson, man. Dylan Carlson could be Mickey Moniak 2.0. And 
but I understand why you have to do it. Jordan Hicks could end up making 50 saves next year with a 0.5 ERA. Like, at some point, you have to make a decision, and you can't blame the Cardinals. They gave these guys an ample opportunity to become staples in St. Louis. Greg, what do you think is going to happen with this catcher situation? you got three of them on the roster right now. Uh, Yvonne Herrera looks like he's going to be playing a lot more going forward. What, what do you think they're going to do with, with Wilson and, and his future? Yeah, I mean, that also plays into the, the Nolan Gorman decision uh, because Nolan Gorman really without a position. Is he going to be your everyday second baseman? Maybe, but it'd be nice to have him have his bats at DH. But if, if you're going to go somewhere else behind the plate, no one's trading for Wilson Contreras. You're, you're not throwing him in on a deal for anybody. So Wilson Contreras is with you. Going forward. Now, Wilson's on pace 19 home runs, driving, I believe, 67 RBIs. If Yachty had a season like that, we're like, ah, there's still some, there's still some pump left in that bat. But Yachty behind the plate, it's a little different <laughs> than what we've seen from Wilson Contreras. I think the Cardinals are rolling with him, uh, maybe catching and DHing going forward. I like the way Herrera looks. And Andrew Kisner has not been uh, an easy out at the plate. Uh, this season. I think his average is over 240, which is really dramatically increased. Uh, he's had some good at bats. And when you watch me PP, you're like, whoa. It's like when I was in the 80s, I, I, did not, I couldn't believe that, uh, you know, Mark McGuire said that some of the most thump, I heard this uh, this week in baseball maybe, some of the most thump of any guy in BP you ever saw was Dave Valley. It was just like, you know, Dave, my Dave's a friend of mine. Like, you know, a catcher for the Seattle Mariners had as much power in BP as Jose Canseco and Mark Quarry. Like, wow. When you watch Andrew Kisner take BP, you're like, there's some, it's the 231-yard three-wood that Greg Hansinger accidentally hit playing golf with Randy Carragher. He's got it in him. <laughs> so maybe, just maybe, uh, he's still in the running to try to take over that spot. Okay, Greg, I got some curiosity here. Number one, uh, tomorrow for uh, Tic Tac Kenny. Uh, is Mike Lowell on the list? Because it's over yeah. if Mike Lowell's on the list, right? No, he's definitely going to be on the list. I mean, the guy looks like George Clooney, and he's at the World Series MVP. Of course he's on the list. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is, there, is the voting open to the public? Like, can I vote for you? Oh, that's wonderful. What a wonderful friend you are. I would encourage <laughs> it from everyone uh, in St. Louis. Um, but, you know, I... Yeah, I, this kind of reminds me, and yet the answer is yes. I'm going to send it all at Police Act 19 uh, because I love, I love when he's on date night and his phone starts blowing up. <laughs> he doesn't know why. And he's like, what, what people are saying that Brian Kenny isn't the most handsome guy. Why are they saying that to my, by social media? So I just throw it all at Police Act 19. You can vote there. But it reminds me of my senior year at the great St. Charles High School. And I was really hoping that I would win best looking. Truly was hoping <laughs> during senior superlatives. I have no shame. I don't care. I knew I wasn't going to win uh, best athlete. I knew I wasn't going to win that. That was going to go to my friend Dennis Tankersley. So I was really gutted for best looking or maybe best hair. Do you know what I walked out of there with? I got a sash. I got a sash, which is an honor. I know that every week this one. <laughs> I walked out of there with friendliest. <laughs> what? Friendliest? So here I walk up, all mad, wearing a sack that says friendliest. My friends just gave it to me hard, man. Like, I couldn't take that sash off fast enough. But anyway... <laughs> Go ahead and vote for me. Okay. Yeah, vote for me. And so, darling is a handsome guy. He's a darling. Oh, man. I forgot about him. Yeah. Rofo. Yeah, he's an X Factor. Yeah. 
He is an uh, Matt, Matty V is a handsome guy. He you is? know what I mean? Yeah, Matty V would make the cut. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Maben demands to be on it. Yeah, and you know what? That's legit. That is that's legit. But uh, uh, Cliff Floyd, Cliff Floyd just recently turned fifty, but he still believes he's twenty. So he needs to be on that list. Yeah, he looks and, uh, great too. He looks. Oh, uh, he does. He does. So, and I, hey, Anthony Recker looks like Superman. Like he literally looks like he could go into a, a phone booth and come out with a cape on and so, fly away. Uh, Greg, so this actually happened last night at my house. Uh, we're watching MLB Tonight and Wrecker's on, and I said to Patrick, who's that guy? <laughs> Patrick said, oh, it's Anthony Wrecker. He's good, man. Yeah, you know, I, I pulled him aside because some of these guys want to ask me about TV, mm-hmm. and I go, Anthony, i got to be honest with you. Did, did you win a gold glove behind the plate? Uh, no. Were you ever an all-star? No. But I don't remember Kirk Herbstreet leading a two-minute drill in the Super Bowl. Right, like I don't remember Kirk Herbstreit throwing for 500 yards and breaking records at Ohio State in football. Kirk Herbstreit is the gold standard as an analyst yep. in college football, and I really think Anthony Recker has an upside like that. He is literally that good, and 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 the ladies seem to think he's wildly handsome. I just named a bunch of guys. Do I even make the nine? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you do. You, 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 you've got to be on there, uh, and, and it's uh, believe me, it's not going to be hard because. I love you, and I'm going to vote for you, but uh, it's hard to vote. Let me put it this way. Hard to vote against Lowell. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, you know what? You know what makes him so frustrating is that he doesn't even, like, act like he's good-looking. He's, like, <laughs> humble about it. And that makes I, – I, oh, man, women, you love that even more. So it's like, ah, oh, dude, you win. You win in everything in life. He, he invested his money well. He's a great father. He was probably great at kickball in third grade. He's one of those guys. He's good at everything. <laughs> so are you, and you're the friendliest. <laughs> oh, what a terrible story. Why did I tell that story right now, the radio in St. Louis? Sometimes I forget I'm on the radio in my hometown. That was a story I wanted to bury with you. Oh. Now everyone knows. I'm the friendliest. People tell me that I get people to say things. <laughs> You're the modern Barbara Walters, Randy. That is what you are. Have a great day, brother. You're the best. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Thanks, Greg. Greg Amzinger, MLB Network, and the, the friendliest guy you'll ever meet here at 101. Oh.